What if I told you that I'm going to show you that the election in the United States of America was manipulated hugely to favor Joe Biden? The mainstream media narrative is false, but its power of influence is immense, even over conservatives. The false narrative is creating division among the best of the defenders of truth. This boils down to the stealing of the election and the constant refrain of no evidence. While it may be a trigger for some, it's actually working. This is John Henry Weston for LifeSite News. Stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. What an unbelievable week we've had. We need to pray like never before. The truth has become obvious in some ways, yet the falsehoods are so effective, so powerful, that the vast majority, even of good people, are being deceived. First off, let me say that nearly everyone can see what is currently happening in the United States of America, that it seems capable of destroying the conservative movement, not only in the USA, but also it can be used by the left all over the world as a cudgel to make defenders of faith, life, and family out to be crazed, violent enemies of the people. But anyone should be able to see at the same time that the very tools used to steal the election since they are now actually at play like never before. The mainstream media, and even more than that, the social media monopolies have been the biggest manipulators of a fair election. They have lied outright. They have concealed the truth. They have censored even the president of the United States with impunity. And no one on either side even disputes this. Moreover, Earlier this year, I interviewed on this show Robert Epstein, an atheist Jewish Democrat who, despite his political leanings, was appalled at the election manipulation being undertaken by Google and the other big tech social media giants such as Twitter and Facebook. He scientifically demonstrated the massive vote manipulation that was possible and showed that it was in effect. And I, I had reason to believe, based on marketing research, which had been done at the time, that if indeed search results favored one candidate, and that means, you know, higher search results take you to web pages that make that candidate look good, better than the opponent, uh, that if there was this kind of favoritism, I thought it could shift uh, voting preferences by two or three percent. In the very first experiment, uh, that I ran, I got a shift of over 48%, uh, which I, I, I really wow. barely believed uh, because that's impossible. Uh, repeated the experiment yeah. with more subjects, more participants, uh, got a shift of 63%. Uh, just kept doing this over 53? Six, 63% in the second experiment. 63%? Yeah. Wow. Well, by the time we got to the fourth experiment, uh, we, were, we, we did a nationwide uh, experiment with more than 2,000 people from all 50 states. When you when you have a big study like that, you can start to look at demographic differences. 
there, uh, we not only got large shifts, but in one demographic group, happened to be moderate Republicans, by the way, we got a shift of 80% hmm. after just one search. Beyond even this, we had the hearings into voter fraud, which showed testimony of hundreds of sworn affidavits and the manipulations in courts, which forbade the evidence from being presented in court. Beyond this, even, we had video of the fraud being carried out and heroic sting operations, which demonstrated the voter fraud live for all to see. Except hardly any did see. And why? Because the mainstream media is under almost total control by the left. At LifeSite, we've known this for some 25 years. It was the reason why we began this media mission in the first place. Yet despite our best efforts, most even of good, God-fearing people cannot see what is happening. So let me try and show you some of that. Just enough so you can at least know that you've missed something. Something big you need to look into. Something that may help you to understand why Americans are concerned enough to finally raise their voices to protest the stealing of their democracy. People suggest constantly that there is no evidence of voter fraud, that the argument hinges on the lower courts having rejected the attempts to demonstrate that, even by Trump-appointed judges. Well, watch this. This is the testimony from a lawyer for the Trump team working in Nevada, and he details all the ways in which his team verified the fraud, but then tells of how they were unable to use the evidence in court because their access to the information was delayed so long that the date set by the court to submit evidence had passed. Watch. Here's what we found. Over 42,000, 42,000 people voted more than once. Our experts were able to make this determination by reviewing the list of actual voters and comparing it to other voters with the same name, address, and date of birth. This method was also able to catch people using different variations of their first name, such as William and Bill, and individuals who were registered both under a married name and a maiden name. At least 1,500 dead people are recorded as voting, as shown by comparing the list of male voters with the Social Security death records. More than 19,000 people voted even though they didn't live in Nevada. This does not include military voters or students. These voters were identified by comparing the list of voters with the U.S. Postal Service's National Change of Address database, among other sources. About 8,000 people voted from non-existent addresses. Here we cross-reference voters with the Coding Accuracy Support System, which allowed our experts to identify undeliverable addresses. Over 15,000 votes were cast from commercial or vacant addresses. Our experts found these voters by analyzing official U.S. Postal Service records that flag non-residential addresses and addresses vacant for more than 90 days. Incredibly, almost 4,000 non-citizens also voted as determined by comparing official DMV records of non-citizens to the list of actual voters in the 2020 election. The list goes on. All in all, our experts identified 130,000 unique instances 
of voter fraud in Nevada. But the actual number is almost certainly higher. Our data scientists made these calculations not by estimations or statistical sampling, but by analyzing and comparing the list of actual voters with other lists, most of which are publicly available. To put it simply, they explained their methods so others could check their work. Our evidence has never been refuted, only ignored. Two Clark County technical employees came forward completely independent of each other and explained that they discovered that the number of votes recorded by voting machines and stored on USB drives would change between the time the polls were closed at night and when they were reopened the next morning. In other words, votes were literally appearing and disappearing in the dead of night. When we attempted to verify the integrity of these voting machines, we were allowed only a useless visual inspection of the outside of a USB drive. We were denied a forensic examination. Finally, our investigation also uncovered a campaign to illegally incentivize votes from, mar from marginalized populations by requiring people to prove that they voted to receive raffle tickets for gift cards, televisions, and more. Our determined team verified these irregularities without any of the tools of law enforcement, such as grand jury, subpoenas, or FBI agents. Instead, we had less than a month to use critical thinking and elbow grease to compile our evidence. We tried to obtain testimony or documents from Clark County officials, but they obstructed and stonewalled. When we filed suit, state officials and even courts delayed proceedings for days, but then offered us merely hours uh, uh, to brief and argue our cases. In wrapping up, Mr. Chairman, these findings are disturbing, alarming, and un unacceptable in a free society. Now notice he had all that evidence. So how in the world did the court reject the case? Well, watch. Here is his explanation of how his access to the needed proof was delayed so long that the extremely tight court deadline for evidence had passed and thus it was inadmissible. Unreal. Have a look. Even when we were able to subpoena the records that led us to discover those 4,000 non-citizens who voted... We couldn't put that into evidence because we didn't get them until the end of the discovery period. And then the court said, well, at that point, it's too late. Our discovery period was essentially three days. And we were denied any meaningful opportunity to even use in our case the information that we got. And the court didn't even consider those things, unfortunately. And even beyond that, there is much evidence of the voter fraud and manipulation on video. We saw Republican poll watchers were denied access over and over again. Let me give a hat tip here to Project Veritas, which has conducted many sting operations demonstrating massive voter fraud in the act. Here are a couple of those. You're aware we were successful in court today? Came to an agreement? Okay. We sued you and... Uh... Part of the agreement was that the barriers come down and we're allowed to be within 10 feet of any ballot counting operations. Okay. I have a copy of the consent decree for you, mm -hmm. signed by the judge on the back, because we're allowed to be within 10 feet of the counting operations. What the does judge. the paperwork say to make it official? Oh, the, the judge. The judge yeah. on the back. It's two-sided, sir. Right. The judge was pissed. The judge was pissed. With the lack of transparency. It is not. Very and they believe that ballot harvesting is taking place here? Uh, I can say that the process has not been transparent at all. To use Ralph's own word, he described it as he was uh, using secrecy. We have to rearrange our setup so that they can see, okay? The ballot is supposed to be a secret ballot. But we're here to There's like, no name associated. 
no name associated with the ballot, but the, the actual casting of the ballot should not be seen by the public. We, we interpret it as it's an open process. We're showing you that our process, our process is open to the public. I'm trying to protect the, the, the privacy of the vote itself. That's all. Probably a couple thousand people that had our address registered as their mailing address for their voter registration. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm looking through, I'm like, well, this guy's dead. So, yes. America is being fraudulently handed over to the global reset-pushing crowd with Joe Biden, the lead puppet, at least for the moment. And the biggest culprit is the mainstream media and the tech giants who have manipulated this election, controlled the flow of information, and used their near-total monopoly to bamboozle the public worldwide. They are pulling accounts left, right, and center. Well, actually, not, not accounts on the left, only the right and center. This is a battle for truth, not for Donald Trump. At LifeSite, you know, we have openly criticized Trump for his pushing of the LGBT agenda, and we'll always do that without apology. But blaming Trump for the current situation is ludicrous. The manipulation is here more plain than it ever has been before. And in all of this, I must say, we feel totally helpless. We feel like little mice before a Goliath. But that's exactly where I must admit I'm happy to be because small and outnumbered is the perfect time for our Lord to act. And in the end, he is victorious. In the end, Christ wins. And this is his battle his battle for truth. Now, where do we go from here? And for that, I'd like to quote from our editorial di director, Claire Chrétien, who has been just an incredible force at LifeSite News. And she, being an American, has got a perspective on this like few others. Here were her words of where do we go from here. The best course of action, she said, for freedom-loving pro-lifers, is simply this. Pray for America and strive for sanctity in our daily lives. That second part is hugely important, striving for sanctity, for holiness in our own daily lives. Love your family and love your neighbors. Speak the truth to power no matter the cost, gathering inspiration from people like Alexander Zolzhenitsyn and Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Fourth, prepare for darkness and more persecution knowing, however, that in the end Christ will be victorious and continue to condemn senseless political violence, acknowledging it is far from concentrated, normal, or prevalent on the American right, by the way, no matter what the mainstream media is telling us, also condemn voter fraud and tyranny of, in all of its many forms. LifeSite will continue to bring our readers fearless reporting on issues of life, faith, and family, and freedom. Please pray for all of our journalists and staff that we may prudently and accurately report what is happening in America and around the world. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.